mighty fancy automobile. Oh, she's a real road king, all right. Zero to 60 in 7.5. She'll do a quarter of a mile, 13.40. 390 horsepower. 500 foot-pounds of torque. Whatever that is, performance and image, that's what it's all about. There's no such thing as a stupid question. This is Drive Radio. All of your automotive questions are just one phone call away. 303-477-5600. Drive Radio is made possible by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. To find one near you, go to drive-radio.com. Now, Drive Radio on KLZ 560. All right. We're, you're listening to Drive Radio. John's off today because he's celebrating his birthday, so we're going to wish him a happy birthday again. And we're going to go right to George because he held over the break here. So, George, how can we help you? How you doing? Good. Well, how you doing? Not so, much help, not so much help but observations. It's really a great show about the world of 6-volt and 12-volt and positive, negative ground. My first car out of college, a 62 Jag XKE. This was <laughs> oh, yeah. 1967. And, of course, what did they have? Positive ground. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what do you think happened about two or three weeks, even less than that, after I had it? There goes the um, the, the generator. Well, actually what happens is uh, I guess the points on the uh, voltage regulator probably froze up. And then it wipes out the generator, and that was not uncommon. Right. So in my infinite wisdom, down to the junkyard, buy a Motorola Motorola alternator, 12-volt, with a Chrysler voltage regulator, which is somewhat adjustable, convert it over from 6-volt positive to 12-volt negative, swap the ammeter leads. The starter motor didn't care. It went the same direction. Swap the electric fuel pump leads. And voila! And but I can't figure out. I don't remember why. I, you know, fuel level and uh, you know, because those were those old standard type uh, moving uh, bimetallic. Is you know their internal mm-hmm. construction. Right. That's probably why they but, worked. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Probably. Yeah. I you know, and maybe I didn't do anything in the gauges, but I I can't remember. But from the conversion standpoint. And then later on, it was out with the Jag 6-cylinder, which weighed 2,000 pounds, I swear. It was a oh, no, no. No, we <laughs> lost you. We lost you, George. Call back in. I hope you call back in. I want to hear the rest of the story. Yeah, exactly. All right. So with that, I just want to remind people that um, this show re-airs tomorrow. Is it at 12? 12 to 3. Um, and you can listen to it. You just can't call in. But you still can text uh, um, any questions you want to go to it. And the text line is 307-200-8222. That's 307-200-8222. And you can also today text John and wish him a happy birthday. So be surprised. You know, Dennis, what's been cool about today is, you know, we don't always have the answer. But there's, you know, this is such a great big family with Drive Radio that we've had a lot of other people helping with stuff. The tractor stuff today, the yeah. six volt to twelve volt stuff today. I mean, it's been fantastic. So, you know, don't don't be afraid to call in and and help out. You know, 
you, you, as our listeners, you have you know some more knowledge than we do a lot of times. So, so it's been a great. Yeah, and we don't claim today. to know it all. So we'll find the answer, but well, we don't we know it all. We'll find the answer yeah. if we yeah. need to. Yeah, isn't it funny? Because you know, if you were listening to the show, you're probably thinking it's a tractor show <laughs> today. Because we've had a lot of questions <laughs> it's about been a tractor. tractor show for sure. Yeah. Farm equipment radio today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I live out in farm country. I mean, Elizabeth. We live out in Elizabeth, Elbert County, and we have a lot of trucks. You know, the the diesels. And then we have a lot of tractors out there. So, Oh, yeah. George is back. George is back. Give him a few minutes to get him logged in and get him going again. So, yeah, so we deal with, you know, I dealt at the shop. We always dealt with a lot of different things. We'd fix people's trucks, and then they go, can you look at my tractor? And you're like, yeah, I don't know if these guys want to look at it, but I'll go look at it. <laughs> yeah, sure. All right, let's go ahead and pull George up. George, you there? Yeah, I'm sorry. That's stupid. You know, these drop calls with these cell phones. <laughs> yeah, so, it's all good. God, I hate it. But. But it was really interesting how you know so so the uh, the Motorola alternator twelve volt I mean all the problems disappeared because uh, you know Lucas you know I had that nickname Lucas the Prince of Darkness mm-hmm. that's yeah. the truth <laughs> yeah yes this was and and of course and that the fuse box I don't know if you ever saw you recalling those fuse boxes they had with those stupid little snap in uh, really flimsy fuses. With the real loose uh, springs that are, and and whoever decided Lucas had a good idea, even by 1974 in my Pantera, it's got the same freaking Lucas. Fuse <laughs> yeah. How many yeah. years later? Yeah. How stupid is that? Yeah. But we've like, come a long way. But anyhow, we've come a long well, way. <laughs> Well, some people have, and some people haven't. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well now, said. One other quick thing. The, the thing that's really interesting about the 6-volt and 12-volt thing with the batteries and the like that you guys were having a lot of great entertainment with, back in 68 when I went up and we drove, the wife and I drove up to Bellingham, an ungodly super cold north a northwest winter, the only vehicle that would start in this, it was probably like 10 or 20 below, was a 6-volt <laughs> truck with with an automatic transmission. None of the 12-volt vehicles would even get close to starting. I mean, they wouldn't turn over. No, I don't know if it's because the 12-volt batteries were, were just marginal or what, but we we drove ours, our um, 59 Chevy up there, and we lost a wheel bearing on the way because it was so cold going over the... That's all the story. But, but what was so funny is as soon as the engine would start on that truck and then you take the automatic transmission and put it in drive, you know, this was like 20 below, it's just like somebody put a brake on that. I mean, it, the automatic transmission must have been concrete. I mean, it would So the only thing you could do creative, because that was the only vehicle was in the house that would, that would start. So now it's grabbed the briquettes with a with an empty oil pan and put underneath the transmission <laughs> and and heat heat up that whole mechanism now we had a vehicle that would start and was drivable i mean now <laughs> wow. the thing about the see the thing about what i and i never could quite understand why a six volt vehicle would be that cooperative as opposed to 12 volt because you know, why did the industry go from 6-volt to 12-volt? Well, they did it for a reason, of course. And, it, you know, but but the, to, to this day, I, I keep thinking back, how could that 6-volt be so cooperative? 
Anybody right. want to answer that one? <laughs> no, no. I, I can jump in just a little bit. I don't have the answer, but I'm going to project a little bit and or can make a conjecture Great. in here. Um, I I have two six volt batteries in series in my. Uh, I've got a little little camper that we, family take uh, take camping, and six volt batteries. They come out of a, the golf carts that you would use at the golf course. They are yeah. deeper cycling than a uh, yeah. twelve volt mm. battery, even a deep cycle you know marine or RV battery. Um, and it's yeah. it's way more stable for the solar uh, system that's in there. So I'm just conjecturing here, wondering if at when it was twenty below, if it discharged less or it discharged the same as the twelve volts, but still had the remaining amperage uh, left behind because it's a six volt. Yeah. I don't have the science behind it. Don't yeah. ask me for it. Yeah. Well, it it certainly had the uh, the lowest resistance to allow that to happen. Now yes. we have friends that, that have a uh, timeshare houseboat, and and what do you think they have in the bottom of these things? Nothing but six volt, huge six volt batteries, all connected together. Right. Yep. Yep. They're all. They don't have twelve volt. They're all six volt battery, and these things weigh ten thousand pounds a piece. I swear. <laughs> I know <laughs> they, they do, the and they're kind of tall. Don't understand why they yeah. don't. I don't understand why they don't break through and go into the bottom of the lake. <laughs> that's funny because I had a houseboat, and that's what I suggested is we did it that way because they had all these 12-volt batteries trying to keep it running. And at the middle of the night, you'd hear this beeping going off because you're losing all your power and refrigerators are dying and everything. So sure. I talked to them, and we put these two 6-volts in series, and my gosh, it made a world of difference. Yeah. We never had a problem with that after that. Yeah. Well, that's obviously, they're – their internal resistance has to be considerably less. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to flow the current. Right. It's simple. You know, I'm an electrical engineer by education, but I always think back to that six-volt story of days gone by, which to me is, the, of course, then the industry wants to convert over to 12-volt. Yep. Well, they, they did it for a reason. Yep. You know, they saw reasons to do it. Well, it, obviously, the higher the voltage, the less current you're going to be required to, to power different things. So, obviously, you know, if they had their way, you'd probably have 50-volt systems with lower current going through the vehicles. <laughs> and 48 volt is here. Um, a, a lot of the uh, Audi has a strong electrical uh, electric vehicle presence. And uh, one of my students just past year, he just graduated. His uncle's an Audi Master Tech. And he brought us 48-volt alternators that are um, uh, off, or uh, generators that are off of these uh, hybrid versions of it. And it's a 48-volt system. Well, that I guess that doesn't surprise me when it comes to a world of electrical engineering. You know, if you do the math, yeah, you know, it all adds up. You know, less current and higher voltage is certain advantages. Yeah, we that's why you got 300,000-volt transmission lines. Yeah, and we get yeah. to step down in wire size, which saves weight yep. yeah. and makes us pass that, cafe. That's yeah. the real reason why they did it. It's because we went, we that's put, a, we were able to go up in voltage, but drop the weight of the vehicle because right. we could take the wire size down, and we could yeah. run more wires because I've, as cars have progressed, we've gotten more and more wires until we got our bus systems in the cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're putting more when stuff in them. Weight of the vehicle. Yeah, what's really interesting when they're reducing the weight of the vehicles, can they not? get rid of the turn signal because nobody uses them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the truth. Yeah, That's because they're out of blinker fluid. They, yeah. Oh, and, gosh. That's, 
bingo. And why don't they get rid of the horns, too? Because if you use your horn, somebody's going to pull a gun on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need that for a weight reduction and cost. Get rid of horns. Get rid of turn signals. And what else you get rid of it? We don't know. Yep. The drivers are so discourteous, this damage. Yep. Everybody wants to squawk about the turn signals, but I don't think that's even the issue. It's just overall speed. All right. The way people drive. It's, George. But that's a whole other topic. I'm not yep. let you go. Yep. Yeah, we're going to have to go to a break. So thank you for your comments. Sure. Thank you for calling in. I love the show. It's great. Well, thank you. Thanks, George. Thank you. All right. With that, we got two lines open, 303-477-5600. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560. Never know how. Take vitamins, exercise, ease up on the coffee. Sound familiar from your last visit to the doctor? Well, your Napa Auto Care Center knows preventative maintenance, too. By grouping together services your vehicle needs, customized for the way you drive, they can save you time, money, and hassles, prevent troubles down the road, and give you confidence when you travel. Ask your Napa Auto Care Center to build a preventative maintenance plan for your vehicle today. Visit NapaOnline.com. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured. But you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, You'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. What's in a name? For Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, the name perfectly describes the -the state-of-the-art veterinary medical facility that we trust. Hey, this is Scott Watley, and for over 20 years, trust is why we have chosen Lone Tree Vet for all of our pet's medical needs. They provide a wide variety of medical and surgical services and utilize state-of-the-art methods, protocols, and technology. Whether your pet needs medical, dental, or surgical care, you can trust the medical team at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. We all know that making the decision for our pets to have a medical or surgical procedure is not always an easy one, but at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, they understand the hesitation and anxiety that accompany leaving a pet for any type of procedure. Whether it's a spay or neuter surgery, a laparoscopic surgery, or a complex orthopedic surgery, the professional team at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center is dedicated to making your pet feel comfortable and special. 
If your pet needs medical care, call 303-708-8050 today. That's 303-708-8050. And for more information, visit them online at LoneTreeVet.com. Are you in the market for a reliable car that won't break the bank? Drive Radio sponsor, Ridgeline Auto Brokers specializes in quality used cars that cost between fifteen dollars to $25,000, making them a great option for first-time drivers or anyone looking for a good deal. They pride themselves on providing a transparent and hassle-free car buying experience. That's why at Ridgeline, they never charge a dealer fee. Plus, all vehicles are inspected by Legacy Automotive, a Colorado Select member and sponsor of Drive Radio. For a limited time, they are offering first-time customers the first oil change for only $1. Every car comes with a 30-day warranty, with the option to purchase a service contract. And at Ridgeline Auto Brokers, there are competitive financing options to fit your budget. If you cannot make it to the dealership in person, there are videos of all Ridgeline cars for sale on their website at RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Call today at 303-442-4141 to schedule a test drive or visit RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Ridgeline Auto Brokers, the smartest way to buy a car. All right, we're back. You're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560. We have two lines open, 303-477-5600. Anything you want to talk about. We got someone here from Elizabeth High School, auto repair. He's, or I guess, yeah. Auto shop. Auto shop. Auto shop. It's been so long since we've had one in Elizabeth. It's great. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And then we have... Justin here, he'll tell you about it, whatever car you want to buy. And then we got Josh here that says, I'll fix any car you got. <laughs> Bring it on. So, But we're going to go right now to Don from Littleton. He's got an alternator question, it looks like. How you doing, Hi, Don? Dennis. Nice to talk with you guys today. Hey, Don. Good to hear you. Yeah, thanks. I was, I'm glad to call in. You know, you've been talking on and off this time about alternators this week. Yep. And I found a site on the internet that'll blow your socks off. How good heat, how good this site explains alternators and how to hook them up, and it's really great. It it made a huge difference when I put an alternator in my Jeep, and I I wanted to mention it to you guys. Okay, what is it? The, the site is madelectrical.com. M A D electrical.com, and this site is run by a, a automotive electrician who worked his most of his working life fixing electrical systems and he he started this business many years ago and he handles all kinds of wiring for fellas that want to put in alternators in tractors and cars and and uh, he he has a book that he that he has on this site that he wrote it's only eight dollars it's electrical wiring tech made simple and I'll tell you what Dennis if you can read popular mechanics or popular science, you can read this book, and you come off of it, come away from that, understanding what the heck you're doing. Oh, good. Maybe yeah, I should start. Since I've retired, I should start reading about it, huh? <laughs> you're never Maybe too it's old. Like you never too old. Yeah. Yeah, but I, this guy is really good, and he sells all the equipment that you need. And, for example, if you want to put a, a 10SI, which is real common Delco alternator for hot rods and street rods and tractors and stuff, or a 12SI, that's a little later, he shows you how to order the, the alternator so you get the it, uh, terminals in the right position so that they'll hook up easily to whatever it is you're hooking up. 
and and he he really goes into it in great detail and and a lot of guys talk about one wire alternators i got a feeling a lot of those guys are a little bit leery of wiring and a little bit leery of alternators and they go the one wire route because it sounds simple but really the the alternator has two more wires and it he shows how to hook those two other wires up and it's and it works perfectly and it's easy to do and you understand why you're doing it and it's uh i i hooked up both of the other signal wires on my alternator and i'm happy well, that's great yeah, yeah all right hey i appreciate you calling in and giving us that information it's a good oh, yeah, resource sure. I, yeah. I appreciate that and and all the best of luck to that uh, auto shop teacher uh, not easy teaching shop out in the dirt but uh, he's got a lot of grit i think yep thank you for that i appreciate yep. it yeah i'm a retired shop teacher so oh so you know <laughs> yeah, that, that, that tugs at the old heartstrings a little bit. So, well, I appreciate you doing it. We we need more of them, even to to this day. Uh, uh, well, we do, but I'll tell you what, my friend, shop is getting hammered left and right in in our state. Uh, uh, education is so poorly supported by the state of Colorado. Yes, shop mm-hmm. programs and music programs and art programs—they've just gotten decimated. But you know, there you go. Yep. We're bringing it back, and yep. we're fortunate for it. That, that's to say the least. Well, I hope so. I, you know, when I went to high school, the, the high school I went to had a great auto shop and a wood shop and a machine shop. They even had a boat building shop. Wow. Wow. And that was really neat. And, and kids, kids that didn't do well in other classes or didn't see the point in other classes would come to school just to see those, just to be in shop. Yep, thrived in that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Everybody I appreciate knows. you bringing that up because it, it, it's a good point saying that, you know, not every student's going to be in the traditional classes right. at their best, but you put them out in a more, I, I guess, industrial setting, and gosh, some of these kids, the talent that comes out of them, and it, it yeah. can change their life. Just last year, a student tried um, stick welding for the first time, and boy, he was, was just a natural at it, and he's a senior now. He's talking about going, getting his welding certifications, and going into that as a career you, without that he may not have had the direction that he does now yeah well, that's right and, and everybody can't make a living without getting their hands dirty there's right. got to be some of us that are willing to to get down and dirty and and that that's not a that's not a stigma of intelligence that's just the way we're we're built we're wired you know? yeah yeah agreed my grandson he told me he goes hey you know what i want to do now to, you know i want to learn a little bit more about this welding i like this woodworking too I might do that for a hobby, but the welding, I'd like to do that. And maybe I can get a couple trucks and get some people working for me. And now oh, he's yeah. starting to think business-wise. I'm <laughs> like, like, hey, 15, dude. that's impressive. Yeah, that's, yeah, and he's 15, yeah. Wow. So, yeah, this is really good. He goes, so how much do you, how do you figure out what to pay them and all this? I said, well, when it's time, we'll talk. We'll yeah, sit down yeah. and talk. We'll figure this all out. I'll show you how you do it and stuff. So, I mean, he's thinking like a, like a, yeah. Like a businessman. Yeah. You got to start early. I mean, yeah. Like, my nine-year-old came with me, well, he was eight at the time, came with me to school last year because uh, he's, he's a, a cancer survivor. So he came for a wish week. And my students taught him how to MIG weld with the wire feed and then stick weld in the afternoon. Came home and sa- announced to his my, my wife and said, it's just a short circuit. And you turn metal into liquid, make a puddle, drag the puddle. Uh, he j- just <laughs> yeah. just got That's his it. first. <laughs> yeah, I tell you, yeah. he just got his first paying uh, welding job 
a friend of ours hired him to make a fuel can carrier for his trailer. And uh, this uh, beginning of this past summer, he uh, forged his first knife out of a, uh, a lawnmower blade. So he's going to try to get more welding jobs so he can save up for a forge and all the safety equipment. Nice. <laughs> so That's great. you got to got to start them early. Yep. Good for you. Well, always a pleasure talking with you guys. Thanks, yep. Don. Thanks, Don. And thanks, Don. Appreciate it. All right. Let's go to we got two lines open, 303-477-5600. Let's go to Mickey. How you doing? Hi, guys. Good show. All right. Yeah, thanks, Mickey. Great Thank show, you. actually. Anyways, two comments. One for the guy that still has the light on glowing on his tractor. He might want to try cleaning up all his grounds and hot hot wires everywhere they connect. That might take care of it. Damn, I forgot the other one. Um, That's one. Oh, the 12-volt. Had an old MG, and it was a 12-volt system, but the thing was it was two 6-volts in series to add up to 12-volt. That thing would crank no matter what. (laughs) Right. I was waiting for someone to bring up the MG. Yeah, because I remember that. Oh, because actually, Dotson had a uh, a Roadster, and it was it was the chassis of the MG, but we put the Dotson motor in it. It's funny, huh? Go ahead, Mickey. Oh, one more for anybody that's doing the six volt to twelve volt conversion. One thing that isn't obvious is that the coil, when you go from a negative ground to a positive ground needs to be turned around right because you know there's a plus and a minus on a coil yeah mm-hmm. yeah so you i don't know if you've ever secondary. hooked one up backwards but it if it's backwards you seriously impede the amount of spark you get so if you hook it up right you get a you get way better spark i mean yeah because it, it, it started out at, when it was a negative ground uh you started out with it being the positive being grounded to the block so, when you make when you change it from negative ground to, or positive ground to negative ground, you turn the coil around. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Just great, great advice. We just talked about coils that. the other day. Yep. All right. Okay. That was my thought. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks. All right. Another listener that calls in a lot. Don has been calling in for a long time. He he redid a jeep. He redid an old Jeep, and he's always talking about it, you know, on the show. He'd always call in and ask little questions, but fun stuff. So we're, we're at a break time. We do have three lines open, 303-477-5600. You're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses? Well, look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, Yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. 
we welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. When you find an automotive repair shop with service you can trust, that's a big deal. That's why so many of our Napa Auto Care Center's customers tell their friends and neighbors about us. Stop by today and pick up your referral cards. When one of your friends comes in for vehicle service or repairs, our Napa Auto Care Center will reward you. Find your nearest location at NapaOnline.com. Napa know-how! Many of you are seeing your credit card rate around 18 to 21%. With the feds continuing to raise rates, it's getting harder to stretch that dollar. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. If you currently have a low rate on your mortgage, but the other debts are not giving you any breathing room, consider refinancing and getting a blended rate in the fours. Now is the time. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Get that blended rate in the fours and lower your total monthly payment, six, seven, eight hundred a month. We can show you how to lower your monthly debt and keep more of your money, all with a low blended rate. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Locally owned and serving Coloradans since 2001. Let us show you how to own your home faster and pay less interest. Our experience will save you money. 720-895-0500. Affordable interest mortgage. That's 720-895-0500. Start saving six, seven, eight hundred a month now and breathe again. NMLS 298-191, regulated by DOOR, equal credit lender. Have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet of indoor showroom and warehouse space, they make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me. If you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle, give them a call today. By the way, sign up today for the VIP list. They'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet, and it's at a discounted price. Worldwide Vintage Autos. Don't let the name fool you. They sell worldwide, but their showroom is right here in Denver. Find them today at WorldwideVintageAutos.com or call 877-378-4679, and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. Are you looking for a health care provider who truly cares about you and your well-being? Look no further than Castle Rock Cryo, IV and Integrative Health Care, where Dr. Scott Faulkner is ready to provide you with top-notch care. Colorado-raised since 1968, Dr. Scott is a board-certified internal medicine specialist, bringing decades of experience and expertise to the table. At Castle Rock Cryo, IV, and Integrative Healthcare, you'll experience a competent, friendly, and efficient staff that puts your comfort and care first. Dr. Scott is a true advocate of the latest advancements in healthcare. That's why he only uses umbilical-derived stem cells, which have been clinically proven to be the most potent stem cells available. 
Tired of waiting weeks for an appointment? Unlike other practices, Dr. Scott has the remarkable ability to see you in a matter of days. Don't wait any longer. Call Castle Rock Cryo IV and Integrative Healthcare at 303-663-6990 to schedule your appointment with Dr. Scott Faulkner today. All right, we're back. You're listening to Drive Radio. We got three callers in, so let's go ahead and go to David from Denver. How you doing, David? Good. Um, I recently uh, bought a property because um, everything seems to be going to heck and everything, <laughs> but it's it's way out there. And there's uh, after uh, the pavement, there's six miles of dirt road, and I'm having second thoughts because it just beats the heck out of your car. And I was just curious, what causes uh, like those ruts? In, in a dirt road, I mean, if it were smooth, it'd be fine. But, my God, it just shakes the car and rattles. And so, anyway, I've heard washout. Someone else told me the shocks on your car. I don't think that, you know. And no. then I just think maybe the road grader, like when they're maintaining or plowing, maybe that. I don't know. what. Well, rut, a rut is that? one that when the water happens, they get the tire, everybody's going in the same tire spot. You know, everybody runs well, in the same I mean, thing. There, Are you talking about the washboard? I don't mean parallel to the road. I'm t- like, cross, yeah, cross the, the road. road and just, just yeah, like, that's I washboard. Mean, you might as well be on a torture track seeing yeah. what your car, it's just going to shake it. You yeah. know, it's just several of them. Yeah, yeah. that's washboard. And and what happens with washboard, right, it's, it's the type of stuff they're using on the dirt road. It's a softer soil or gravel and they don't really get down and dig it down out to get rid of the rut. And if they're going too fast and when they grade, they'll do that. I mean, I lived on dirt roads for 20 years now. And, mm. you know, it's it's just what it is, you know. But you just got to keep your truck up. I mean, you know, there's other guys that say, well, if I drive fast enough. And when they do drive fast, they will put more of those washboards in, too, because they're pushing the dirt. And then if they go so fast, they'll go over the top of them. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. they'll do about yeah. 40. You'll feel it go away, and you won't even feel the ruts. Or the, yeah, and that would be fine. But on a windy road, I can come around the corner and livestock or deer and God yeah. forbid yeah. Uh, people. It's, yeah. It's, so it's just like the road or what they're putting down and then the road grader or what? Yeah. A lot of, there's a lot of combinations of it all. Also, people driving real fast, too, yeah. will cause it. So, Interesting. Yeah. Well, and it's just part of life you know i mean people say well get rid of the dirt don't get rid of the dirt roads because then it won't be country anymore well it's still country we got part of our subdivision paved but i still live on a dirt road so i like the dirt up to that one point i mean we were driving on i was driving on probably 15 miles of dirt road and now we only have about about a mile half mile i don't mind it now yeah right a mile to two miles six miles it's just Okay. Um, well, thanks. I you appreciate bet. it. All right. All right. We've complained about that for a long time. There's not much you can do about it. So, yeah. Let's go to Terry from Arvada. How you doing, Terry? I'm doing good. My question, uh, since there's so many electricians over there with you guys, <laughs> uh, my 2010 uh, Outback shows uh, all of a sudden started showing a half a tank. Uh, predict i mean i suppose suppose that that's a uh, electrical problem mm-hmm. is that a high dollar fix usually it's the cinder in the tank yeah on the outbacks but it's easy to check it's not a big deal though no no 
Yeah. Not overly expensive. Luck, luckily, with the Outback, you can still usually pop the rear seat mm-hmm. and yeah. gain access to it. And they have two different cinders. So the, you got to have kind of know which one is the bad one because it's a saddle tank. So you have a right fuel cinder and a left fuel cinder, and they come together. So what I would expect, if you only go into a half a tank, one of the cinders on one of the sides died, and that's why you only show half a tank. So that's not a high-dollar deal. No, it's, no. Not, it's yeah, not too bad. Be. I'm sorry, what? It, no, it's not too bad to do it. Okay. Would you recommend right. doing both when you get in there? Well, one's got the pump on it. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, that's true. That one's going to be a little more harder. of a high dollar. Yeah. To with the one with the pump. So. Okay. But All yeah, right. usually, I, yeah, you just need to get in there and see which one it is. It's probably the, the one on the right hand side, which is not the pump driven one, if I remember correctly. Um. How yeah, would you check that? Um. Can you just lift the float when he's in there? Yeah, you can try and pull. Since they're easy enough, that's what I do. I just pop the top of the cap off and pull them both up and start moving the floats and see what the gauge does. Yeah. That's the easiest. And you can find dropouts in it, too, because then you have control over the floats. Yeah. You have a shop? I do, in Boulder. Yep, Legacy Automotive. What's the first name of it again? Legacy. Legacy, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I appreciate that. Give Thank me your you phone very number. Uh, phone number is 303 303- Three nine six zero five five five. Thank you very much. No problem. Okay, thanks, Terry. All right, with that, let's go to Warren. How you doing, Warren? Hey, bud. How you doing? Good. Good to hear your voice. Good. Yeah, there you go for an old man. <laughs> yeah. No, just extremely uh, grateful for you guys pushing the trades. I can't emphasize how much importance that is. Thank you for that. Especially really. in especially in the auto industry. Mm-hmm. I've can got be... a friend up here that uh, has a, a really good auto shop here in Cheyenne. He's down two mechanics and can't fill them. You he know, Warren, top wages and top benefits. I, so, I would recommend that he gets involved in his local uh, auto shop program or the closest one. Warren Tech up there. Oh. Or Wyoming Tech. Uh, Wyotech is there. That's post-secondary. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. that'd be a great place because if you're in Cheyenne, Laramie's just down the road. That's a great point, Dennis. Yeah. Um, you'd be surprised how many high school auto shop programs. You know, we're, we're busy folks. We're doing a lot of stuff, uh, teaching most of the day. It's hard to find those connections with the industry for, like you said, top pay, good benefits, uh, fair hours. Um, so getting involved in fixing the, the problem, not, you know, the, the solution right there, you got to start early. And it's hard to find a good quality tech that has good habits and, and uh, good quality work. It's hard to find them right off the street or even to recruit them. Um, you, you're going to have to grow them these days. So starting young, you catch them before they develop bad habits or are taught the wrong thing or uh, you know business practices that don't align with yours. He's already done that. Um, he's hired a 16-year-old that uh, is uh, outstanding. Great. And that's a good start. Myself, I'm a retired uh, con- contract welder for 50 years it treated me extremely well yes until i couldn't find help anymore you're not alone 
Um, I had a no. friend of mine call in a favor over this past summer while I was uh, on my summer break, and it's a, a great company, DS Sales, out of Elizabeth, uh, Colorado as well, just on the line. And they install and service uh, automotive repair equipment like airlines, air compressors, lifts, and such. And uh, I called in a favor to him, so he returned it and said, hey, I need you to work for me because we can't hire good help to do this kind of work. And yeah. he worked me hard paid me for it quite quite generously and um you know he said i'd love to expand the business i'd love to be more prompt with our service but it takes a special type of person to do this kind of work well i've got a good friend uh, mike rowe and we talk all the time and uh, it it is amazing the difference between trade and college why go into all that debt in college and end up at McDonald's? Right. Yeah. Right. When you can when you can actually begin and get paid for being a uh, tradesman. Absolutely true. And if if you're talking about the Mike Rowe, he is an amazing uh, 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 proponent of the <laughs> trades. The work he's, no, he's done. A good dude. Oh my gosh, the work he's done. Um, he, <laughs> I show his. Uh, one of his TED Talks uh, from in Silicon Valley in 2007. Uh, he, he starts off talking about uh, sheep, sheep castration in Rifle, Colorado, and then goes into the war on work. And it is, it, it's, it's a great conversation starter for these young men and women in my classes because we talk about what does work mean to you? Sometimes it means classwork. Sometimes it means work on the computer. But the work we're talking about is working with your hands and being there doing the actual work of work, which sounds redundant, but means something to me. Well, the only thing I wanted to say is uh, it's good for uh, Dennis and you guys uh, what you do and uh, the appreciation of uh, pushing the trades. You bet. Thank we, you. we appreciate that. Yeah, yep. definitely. So there you go. Just guys uh, have a good weekend. You yeah, too. You same Take care. All right, with that, we're going to go to a quick break. So, Steve and David, hang in there. You're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560. Never know how. Whether it's 2 in the afternoon or 2 in the morning, if your vehicle breaks down, it's good to have a reliable business you can call. Like our Napa Auto Care Center. We provide roadside assistance service 24-7 to make sure our valued customers get the help they need as soon as possible. So if you ever need assistance, our Napa Auto Care Center is the best phone call you can make. Just call. We'll be there to help. Find your nearest location at NapaOnline.com. Napa know you listen to Drive Radio because you have a lot of questions about your car. You have questions about what kind of oil to use, what the best tires are, where to get the best parts. But have you ever asked what will happen to your car after you die? Did you know that if you don't have a will that specifically states what will happen, a probate judge will order your family to split your car evenly? And because you can't cut up a car into pieces, your family will be forced to sell it and just split the money. According to Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, it is estimated that two out of three people don't have a proper will in place. And oftentimes, things like your favorite classic car are accidentally forgotten completely. Michael understands that the only way to be absolutely certain that all of your final wishes will be honored is to take a small amount of time to talk about it. 720-394-6887. 720-394-6887. Call Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, right now to set up a free consultation and make absolutely sure that you don't leave anything to champ. Few things are life-changing. Your wedding day, the birth of a child, 
An oil change? Wait, what? Yes, an oil change can change your life if it comes with a peace of mind that if your engine, including the fuel system, fails, you're covered for life. The BG Performance Oil Change comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system. Find a shop near you at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. BG. Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. Are you tired of those unsightly sunken concrete areas around your property? Look no further than Raise Tech Concrete Leveling. Proudly serving the Colorado and surrounding communities, we understand the unique challenges posed by clay-rich soils. Does your garage or basement floor show signs of settling? Even those finished basements can experience issues, but don't worry. Our solution can save you both time and money compared to costly replacements. Introducing our revolutionary high-density polyurethane foam injection. We use a DOT-approved formula that's trusted on highways, ensuring top-tier quality for your project. While we can't fix structural issues, we can tackle a wide range of sunken concrete problems. And here's the best part. Our process is quick and hassle-free. Our expert team offers free inspections, taking just about 15 minutes of your time. One great thing is you don't even have to be home for the inspection. We want to ensure your complete satisfaction. Ready to take the first step toward a more even, safe, and beautiful property? Call Chadwick Gardner today at 970-682-5129. That's 970-682-5129. Race Tech Concrete Leveling. Lifting your concrete, lifting your spirits. Don't settle for sunken concrete any longer. Call us now at 970-682-5129. All right, we're back. You're listening to Drive Radio, KLZ 560. We're going to go right to the phone. Steve in Colorado Springs. How you doing, Steve? Good afternoon, gents. How are you? Good. On uh, Mike Rowe, before I get to what I want to talk about, he's entirely correct. And I tell you what, I know a few poop uppers here in Colorado Springs without fail, each one. After working until 55 or so, 55, 60, they are multi-millionaires. It's got to be done. Most of the time, it's not a big deal. As you know, you hook up the hose, pump it out. Once in a while, there's an obstruction. you got to send down a camera. Once in a while, you got to get in there and figure out what's going on. But yep. he is so correct in, in the fact that a lot of people that enter the trades and do a good job, they've already made as much as the four-year college tuition, which they have loans for. Yeah. And been able to take care of their families, et cetera, et cetera. Anywho, uh, what I was going to get to, on your subject, we talked about a little bit earlier. I'm not sure how this is in terms of wiring being so attractive to small animals, particularly rabbits. Uh, a friend of mine, close by, a neighbor, used to fly Air Force line. For some reason, he bought a uh, new Chevy Cruze for his daughter, and they loved the ignition wires. On the other hand, he got a Jetta for my daughter, 
and they like the wiring harness to the headlight. And I've tried to research it, and I understand, for some reason or another, everybody's wiring is different taste to the animals, and some of them taste like a food product, like soybeans or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, the VW is made out of soy, probably. Yeah. 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 That's what I came to find out. Yep. But anyway, went to sell daughter's Jetta, and there was a rabbit posted up. Just, if you're looking at it, put the hood uh, behind the right headlight. Nice little space for him. So the first guy, when I rolled up the hood, no, no, no. It's not like the boa constrictor they had in North Carolina, eight feet long the other day. Oh, jeez. But, um, you know, that was kind of interesting. In fact, you know, this eight-foot boa was underneath there, and everybody's like, whoa. And there was some guy there that was pretty friendly with snakes, snakes and pulled the thing out. But uh, my question for you is, well, first of all, I've got to back up. You used to own Extreme and Parker, right? Yes. Anyway, uh, I'm an unpaid testimonial, but a couple of months ago, had a pre-purchase on Daughter's 17 CRV, and boy, did they do a spectacular job. The reason we did it up there and we're here in Springs is because the seller was in Cherry Creek, uh-huh. and this thing was immaculate. There was not a single dent, or scratch, nada. There was nothing on a pre-purchase for present action or future action. I just want to give you, uh, and Extreme Guys, a great accolade. Well, thank you. For them. Unpaid testimony. Yeah. Unpaid testimony. Then, uh, last question. On, uh, what are going to talk about? Oh, um, these drawdowns on these new cars, amperage-wise, world-wise. I've talked about with John, these solar battery tenders aren't worth 60, 80 bucks. They don't work. They don't have a microprocessor to monitor the charge, and so you've got to have a tender. And I think you would agree with that? Probably. If it's going to sit okay. for a long time, for yeah. sure. Um, you know, back in the late 90s, early 2000s, GM released a tech service bulletin saying that if the vehicle sits for more than two weeks, expect the battery battery to be dead because the parasitic draw back then was, you know, half an amp Yeah. Um, across a period of time that I don't remember. That was a long time ago. Um, but if it's a vehicle, you know, like a, a show vehicle over, over the winter, whether you re- remove the battery, set it on, on something to isolate it, and it um, has a battery tender on it, yes, especially with lead-acid batteries, even more so with absorbed glass matte batteries, AGMs. Uh, they don't yep. like to go completely dead, and they don't like to come back up uh, to voltage quickly. So uh, tenders have their place. Uh, if it's going to sit overnight, two nights, three nights, Nah, nothing to worry about. It'll start right up. I guess the thing is, uh, myself and my brother-in-law, we kind of like these 740 series BMWs and 550 series Benzes, and they've got a 750 milliamp drawdown per day. And That's those suckers will draw that thing down like crazy. And some of those Mercedes, like the bigger GLs, they have an uh, auxiliary battery. Um, we were talking about that earlier. And it's just this cute little thing. Because uh, the main battery is quite—it's a big old battery, sits under the seat. Um, Seven hundred fifty milliamps across a day—that's that, a pretty fair amount. But then you think yes, about it—if it, if you're pulling from seven hundred and fifty cranking amps uh, or a thousand cranking amps, whatever it might be, um, it's a rather small percentage. Yeah, and you've seen them. Uh, those batteries are easily 150, 200 percent bigger than your average battery. So. Yep. Oh yeah, they're All humongous. Right. Thanks. Appreciate your show. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Steve. All right, let's go to David from Colorado Springs. How you doing, David? 
Whoop. There he uh, is. David? It's in like new shape, huh? There we go. What's up, you David? Can hear me now? Yeah. Oh, I got this 94 Ram truck. It's in pretty much like new shape. And it's the first vehicle I've ever had that has the uh, fuel filter inside the tank with the pump. Mm -hmm. My uh -huh. other vehicles, you know, they're easy to get to, and I just exchange the uh, the filters every 30,000, 40,000 miles. But this one, I was wondering, how long is those filters good for? The lifetime of the pump. Yep. Yep. You think so, really? It is, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pump, no so. pump's going to go well, out first. Yeah. How, how many miles on those Ram do they usually get out of the pump if you keep the uh, fuel up, up over a quarter? 120, 150, yeah, 175. No glass depends. ball, but that sounds about right, yeah. a little over yeah. 100,000 miles. Yeah. Wow, that's great. Hey, I got another question. It's kind of a weird one. On that same truck, uh, uh, you know, I've driven it. I don't drive it much, but I drive it back and forth to Prescott now and then, and I've Prescott, Arizona. I've never had any problem with the brakes at all. But when it sits in the garage, every if it sits for three, four months, you know, the the brake fluid disappears, and there's nothing on the floor. I've traced the lines; they're dry as can be. But one time, I mean, it was completely empty. I had to, you know, put in, put in fluid and. Uh, you know, leave the brakes and everything else. What's going on? It's there? Look under your floorboard. Yeah. Look in. No, look inside where your brake pedal is and your gas pedal. Look inside and see yeah. if you have oil coming down in front. I bet you have a leak oh, through your master cylinder. And just, yep. It's just coming down through. Yep. Oh, I get it. So it has to be point. leaking then, huh? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah you yeah. got to leak somewhere. Yeah. For sure, it's got to go somewhere. It doesn't evaporate. Another and, question is: Everybody that I talk to about Ram trucks, like an AutoZone and all that. They all tell me that the weak spot in those trucks is the transmission. Why is that? I don't know why Ram has that. Um, you know, I, I'll be honest do. with you. If that vehicle's serviced, if that transmission serviced every 30,000 miles, 50,000 miles, I honestly don't think they're any better or worse than the other trucks that are on the road. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, yep. Every car has its yeah, weak point. So. This one that I've got, you know, I love that truck. It gets close to 20. It's got the big engine, and yet I get close to 20 miles per gallon. And yeah, around town, fantastic. it gets an yeah. easy 15 and got plenty of power. It's just great. And it's so comfortable. It's got every option in the world on it, you know. Great. Right. I refuse to use it as a truck. I got an uh, F-250 Ford. That's my truck. The Ram is my uh uh, highway car. <laughs> yeah. right. David, I want to get to Bob. He's going to be our last caller. Can I get to him? Okay. So have a good day. Thanks for calling in. Let's go ahead. Bob from Colorado Springs. How are you doing, Bob? Uh, I um, Thank you very much. I do appreciate you. What? Lost him. Okay, we, okay, we're back. There you go. Okay. I talked to you guys last week on my Chevy Silverado 2000. And I was having a little bit of problem with the fuse, and I replaced it. And you said, okay, I think you're good to go. And, you know, like a $13 fuse. And so, you know what, my starter's starting and kicking me over and get me gone. So me and my wife took him. We went to the Garden of Gods. We did some hiking. Um, came back to the truck, sat there for three and a half hours. I couldn't even get it to click. And then so we called roadside service, and... Uh, they didn't come out for a long time. Matter of fact, they never came out. So we're sitting there, and, my, and we tried jumping it. My son came over, everything. 
nothing, lights work, everything inside. So I just turned on my dome lights so my uh, my son could look at something on his phone. And um, I said, well, I'm going to try it one more time. And boom, it started right up. After I turned that dome light on here, I was trying not to turn anything on. And uh, so I didn't. I haven't had that problem since. But if this happens to me again, my I had three different places check my starter, my battery, and my alternator. And everybody says everything is reading 100%. Now, my battery's only like two weeks old. My starter's there since I've had the truck. Mm-hmm. But it shows my charging inside on my dash, at, you know, at over 14 amps. It shows it, you know, charging the battery. And uh, and then I got underneath because we had to go to Denver to my wife's niece uh, up in the hospital up there for some surgery. Yeah. Sorry, Bob, but um, we'll give us a call next week, see if we can help you out then. But uh, we thank you all for listening to Drive Radio, and I just wish John Rush a happy birthday, and he'll be back on this next week. Thank you guys all for coming in. And Derek, thanks for coming down. Thanks for having me. Yep, and Josh again. Yeah, you guys have a good weekend. Yeah, Yeah. all right. Thanks. Thank you.